Objections Overruled 1 and 2 audiobooks are produced by Lutheran Public Radio and are made possible with support from listeners like you. You can contribute to the production of future audiobooks at issuesetc.org support. Look for Objections Overruled 3 in December of 2023. Christianity is anti-science. Angus Manouge Scientism is the belief that science is the only source of knowledge about reality. Scientism as a belief system is self-refuting. It asserts its correctness rather than fulfilling its own demand that correctness be demonstrated. Science would be meaningless without a universal order. This order cannot exist as a result of arbitrary accidents. Miracles do not violate the laws of nature. They show that nature is subject to a greater power. Christians are in the best position to study science because of their calling to be humble stewards and neighborly servants. One often hears that science has left Christianity behind. Some think that while science provides knowledge, Christianity speaks of things that cannot be known, like miracles, and offers only feelings without factual support. It is also thought that we do not need the Christian faith anymore because science can account for everything. This attitude leads some to embrace scientism, the claim that science is the only source of knowledge about anything real. Scientism regards Christianity as an anti-scientific worldview, one that affirms many things, like the creation of the world and Christ's resurrection, without scientific evidence. Sadly, scientism's hostility to faith deters some Christians from pursuing scientific vocations. In fact, we will see that these attitudes are based on serious confusions. We will show that scientism cannot be correct because it is a self-refuting position. Second, we will explain how science, in fact, depends on Christian assumptions about the nature of the world and the nature of human beings. Third, within this framework, we can understand why miracles do not conflict with science. Last, we will see why Christians have the best of reasons to pursue scientific vocations. Scientism is self-refuting. It is possible to say things that undermine or refute themselves. For example, if I say, I cannot talk to you, then my statement refutes itself since I am doing the very thing I claim cannot be done. At a more theoretical level, some postmodern thinkers have argued that language cannot communicate truth, yet this claim is presented in language as a truth we can understand. If we can understand the claim that language cannot communicate truth, language must be able to communicate and therefore the claim must be false. The problem with scientism is similar. Scientism claims that we know science to be the only source of knowledge. The problem is that scientists' claims are not themselves scientific statements. Therefore, by its own standards, scientism cannot be known. To see this, notice that there is a difference between scientific statements, statements of science, and non-scientific statements, statements about science. There will be a solar eclipse tomorrow is a scientific statement, a statement of astronomy. But science cannot investigate miracles is a non-scientific statement about science. Typically, scientific statements are used to make predictions that can be supported or refuted by observation. 
but scientism is not a scientific position. The statement that science is the only source of knowledge cannot be used to predict anything, and no conceivable observation could either confirm or refute it. Rather, it is a non-scientific philosophical statement about science. But if scientism is not a scientific statement, then by its own standards, scientism cannot be known. It is, therefore, self-refuting to claim to know that science is the only way to know anything, since what one is claiming to know is not a scientific claim. Science draws from a Christian worldview. Scientism is also mistaken in thinking that science is by itself sufficient to gain as complete an understanding of reality as humans are capable of. This is because the project of science rests on non-scientific assumptions. In order to do science, one must assume that there is an orderly world and that the human mind is capable of discovering that order. If the world is simply chaos, then there is no point looking for any laws of nature, because there aren't any. Even if the world is orderly, science has no hope of success if our minds are chaotic. But even if both the world and the human mind are orderly, science still won't work unless there is a close affinity between the way the world works and the way we think. Suppose that the laws of nature were inscribed in French, but we could only think in German. Then, nature and our thinking would both make sense, but we could never make sense of nature because it is governed by a language we do not understand. Many religions and worldviews do not support the assumptions needed to do science. Animists and polytheists believe that different features of nature, like rivers, waterfalls, mountains, and groves, are governed by different spirits or deities. Within that view, there cannot be universal laws of nature. There are only local regularities depending on which spirit or deity is currently in charge. Likewise, some Eastern religions claim that the ordinary world of experience is maya, illusion. While we think there are many distinct kinds of thing, in reality, all is one. Within this view, the scientific attempt to distinguish among different forces, laws, and natural kinds is a waste of time. The philosophy of naturalism also fails to justify science. Naturalism claims that the natural world, the world described by natural science, is all that exists. But in denying the existence of God, naturalism undermines any good reason to think that nature is orderly or that we could understand its order if it had one. Absent God, nature would simply be an accident, something that occurred for no reason. But if that were the case, there would be no reason to think that nature is governed by rational laws, laws that can be expressed in simple principles and mathematical equations. It is much more likely that the world would be an incoherent chaos that made no rational sense. And in fact, naturalism does not explain how nature came into being in the first place. Nature is clearly contingent, it does not have to exist, and scientists agree that it came into existence a finite time ago. A contingent being cannot bring itself into existence, it requires something else to do that. Any being that brings all of nature into existence is, by definition, supernatural. 
body of a supernatural being is required to explain the existence of nature, and we discover that nature is governed by rational laws, we can conclude that the creator of the universe is a rational being. What is more, if naturalism were true and human beings were themselves simply the product of nature, then it is highly unlikely that our minds would be capable of discovering the laws of nature. According to naturalism, all aspects of human beings are shaped by unintelligent processes, like natural selection, which did not have them in mind. But natural selection can only account for adaptations that are useful for survival, such as finding food and avoiding predators. It does not matter to this process whether our beliefs are true. All that matters is whether our bodies behave in the right way. Thus, if my body runs away from a ravenous lion because I falsely believe it is a cuddly pet that wants to play hide-and-seek, I will survive just as well as if I have a true belief. So, if our minds are simply the product of natural selection, they cannot be relied on for truth, especially for truth about scientific theories, like general and special relativity, that are not required for human beings to survive. Now, consider what difference it makes if we grant Christianity. Christians understand that the world was created by the command of God, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Since there is one God, we can expect universal laws of nature. And since this God is the Word, the Logos, the principle of order that holds all of creation together, John chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 and Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 17, we can expect this universal order to be rational. Further, despite our limitations as finite fallen beings, we can have confidence that human beings can discern something of that order. For we were created in the image of God as Logos creatures to take care of the rest of creation. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 27. In order for us to carry out this primary stewardship call, God gifts us with minds that can understand the world entrusted to us. Our minds are attuned to the discovery of the laws of nature because the same divine logos reflected in the laws of nature also illuminates the mind of those made in God's image. Thus, Christianity, like no other religion or worldview, explains why the world makes sense and why human beings can make sense of it. So, far from being anti-science, Christianity provides the strongest encouragement to do science. Our original call to be stewards of the world is a call to do science. Miracles do not conflict with science. Once we see that Christianity provides the best framework for doing science, we must reflect on whether it makes sense for God to do miracles, as the Bible claims He does. While God normally governs the world through regular laws, could He also do miracles and have good reason to do so? The answer is yes. The laws of nature only tell us what will happen under certain conditions if no other factor is operating. If I drop a pen, the law of gravitation tells me it will fall to the ground immediately below, unless I quickly catch it, or it is caught in a strong wind. Likewise, since God is not only the creator, but also the governor of all he has made, he can at any point intervene so that something new occurs. Under normal conditions, a lame person will remain lame, but not if God intervenes and heals that person. 
God has not broken any law of nature by doing so, any more than I would break the law of gravitation by catching a falling pen. Rather, God has used his supernatural power to add a new factor, and this explains the unexpected result. Once we reflect on the kind of world we live in, we can see why God has good reason to do miracles. The condition of sin means that human beings are turned away from God in enmity, Romans chapter 8, verse 7. For God to communicate to those in such darkness, he must signal his presence and also reassure his creatures, who see him only as a fearful judge, that he wants to save all people and to bring them to a knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Miracles reveal God as the one who heals, forgives, restores, and makes new. The supreme miracle is the resurrection, which shows that God has defeated sin, death, and the devil, and offers us eternal life with Him. While faith in the resurrection is the result of the Holy Spirit working through God's Word, there is no reason why we cannot confirm this faith by scientific evidence. Science is not only concerned with laws like the laws of physics. There are also historical sciences like archaeology and forensic science, which investigate singular past events. Using these methods, we can show that the available historical evidence overwhelmingly favors the view that Christ was raised from the dead. Science, a noble vocation for Christians. As we saw, the scientific vocation is rooted in our primary call to be stewards of the world. We not only can do this, but we should, because God commands it. Science is a great privilege because scientific work glorifies God by uncovering the wonders of His creation. And, as with all vocations, within science, God is at work in us to serve our neighbors. The great benefit of scientific vocations is that they allow us to develop solutions for problems. Science gives our neighbors new medicines and treatments, new sources of energy, and new technologies. Christians are also a great blessing for science. They are motivated to be humble and honest investigators because they are seeking to discover the truth that God inscribed in nature. They want that truth not for their own advantage, but so that they may better serve other people made in the image of God. Unlike the disciples of scientism, Christians in science are happy to accept that while science has had a phenomenal success, it does not have all the answers. Science depends on the illumination and guidance of God.